The QPR podcast is in association with 101greatgoals.com. For post-match Premier League press conferences, FIFA 15 videos, freestyle clips, and much more, subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash 101greatgoalsyt. UPR! Hello and welcome to another edition of the QPR podcast. Thanks for subscribing to us on QPR Pod on Twitter, QPR Pod Co.uk, QPR Pod on Facebook, and you can also hear us on Indias and um, on another website. Not quite as classy. Uh, lost for words. There's a few plugs on there as well. Is that right, Clive? Who's again joining us this week as a special guest? Yeah, much to the uh, delight of the 606 message board, I'm sure. Uh, and .org. And yeah. .net. Yeah. Did we forget anyone else? No. Okay. Okay. Um, and we've also got with us, and it's great to have... Chris Mendes back. Hello. We, we, I, I, I almost forgot that you exist. I was on holiday. Did you have a nice time? Uh, yeah, it was quite nice. Did, yeah. you look at, did you look at the results while you were away? I watched the Spurs game while I was away, actually. Oh, dear. Yeah. How did it look on TV? Um, not great. Um, we were a bit unlucky, I thought. Definite penalty for the handball. Um, but when I, I... Yeah, it wasn't, you know, wasn't great, I don't think. Um, that was last I kinda, week. I was, I was at the Arsenal game, and I kind of resigned myself to our fate then. Um, oh, we're just, gonna, just, we're going to go into that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> Don't jump before everyone turns off. And of course, Chris Charles is back. Hello. How are you, Chris? Are you keeping well? Um, I'm keeping well. I'm I, I, slightly I, I, under the weather, but you know. I feel so sorry for, for Chris because Chris' day job means that he had to watch the QPR game, BT Sport, and actually work at the same... Lord of mothers. <laughs> There's a guy climbing over tables while we're doing the podcast. But yeah, you, you, did, you, you were working while you were actually watching the uh, game. So yeah, what I, was that like? Is that a bit weird? It is a bit weird. It's slightly weird for all the other people who had to work with me, that's for sure, because I was going through the whole gamut of emotions. Um, I, I, hate, I hate watching this on the telly at the best of times. I much prefer, much prefer being there because at least you can moan with a few thousand like-minded souls and get it out of your system a bit. But yeah, I was having to write a glowing match report for how great Crystal Palace were, oh. download Alan Pardew's, uh, you know, oh, no. uh, long and smug, uh, <laughs> yeah, smug interview. And yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't my finest day. But there you go. Also this week, I've got to introduce you, not in your daytime rules, where you sit in the ground. So Chris, you're a little loft. Yeah. Chris, you... Ellersie Road. And... You're near me, aren't you? In front of F Block, yeah. And I'm I'm G Block, Africa Road. Mm, so you pay less. <laughs> Does that surprise you? <laughs> no, it annoys me. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so I I thought of how we're going to do this today. I thought of how we, you know, do we burrow our souls? Do we go through the whole thing? So we sh- what we should do is try and think of three reasons why we think we could be in trouble. Three th- reasons why we're in the position we're <laughs> Only in. Only three. Yeah, <laughs> and three th- reasons why we're going to get out of it. Starting with you, Chris. With me? Okay. Well, three reasons why we're in trouble. Um, well, Harry Redknapp <laughs> is, is one. I mean, uh, it goes, in fact, you know, it probably goes beyond Redknapp. I don't know. It, uh, all this um, starstruck stuff from the chairman of like hiring Redknapp in the first place, I guess, and then getting all these big-name players on on uh, ridiculous salaries. I mean, we, it's all been done to death. We know all that. Um, I mean, Sean Wright-Phillips, I'm sure we'll come on to him later. but uh, And a few others we can mention who are going to be out of contract in the summer. Um, and, and, and for, for most of those, I think the sooner we get rid of them, the better. Um, sorry, you said three, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, 
I, 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 I'm again. I was going to come onto this later, but um, I, I think for the whole season we've been, you know, playing, uh, putting square pegs in round holes. I know I've said this a few times, um, and although the new manager has, has has tried, you know, to his credit to sort of uh, unravel that a little and put round pegs in round holes, we've gone back to a situation where Matt Phillips, who's um, Probably a sort of uh, a sister extraordinaire. I think you know assisted three three goals in two games has now been shunted out on the left in favour, so we could accommodate Sean Wright Phillips. Um, and yeah, God, I said I could talk on forever about this, but um, I'm, I'm struggling now to actually formulate uh, all the reasons in words. We'll, do, we'll break it down. Then we'll do a three where we're in trouble, and then we'll come back to each other. We'll do the three as we go gradually up. It's only an idea. We don't have to stick to it. In fact. Let's go gorilla style and just talk absolute crap like I normally do. <laughs> Except we can't spoil this podcast anymore. Right. Got to remember that. Okay. Clive, you have three reasons of why we're in the situation we're in. And please, can you remember we've got to go to work in the morning? You said, that we, you, you said we can't swear on the new podcast and then turn to me immediately and ask why we're in trouble. Mm. I think that's very unfair. I think, yeah. I think um, you can be, you can be, you can be um, creative with your language. Okay. Well, one reason really is the chairman. It all comes. It all comes back to the chair. What about German swear words? Scheiser. <laughs> <laughs> is that carry allowed? On, carry on. If I don't, if I can't spell it, I can't be aggrieved by it. Okay. Carry on. German swearing it is then. No, yeah, the chairman. So it's simple as. Really? Yeah, because all of the reasons that we're where we are come back to Fernandez. His poor managerial appointments, his transfer policy, his money at the end of the day. So. You know he's paid for his mistakes, or at least we hope he's paid for his mistakes. And the uh, you know the debt that is still leveraged against the club isn't retrieved in uh, ways that would damage us in the future. But you know it's his fault. Yeah, people wanted to blame Mark Hughes, but Mark Hughes has done a good job at other clubs. And people wanted to blame Harry Redknapp, but you know he didn't do a lot different to the guy that was there previously. It seems whoever manages us and plays for us does a lot worse than they did when they managed and played elsewhere. So what's the what's the running theme here? It's the, it's the chairman. You know, it's not Phil Beard or Harry Redknapp or Mark Hughes, however many mistakes they made. It's the chairman. It's, his, it's the way he's running it. Well, I would, I would argue. Sorry, sorry, Chris. No, no. You come in. Sorry, Chris. Come in. No, I, I, that, that was sort of what I was trying to articulate earlier, all these players on long contracts, blah, blah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's the chairman who sanctioned all those. Mm. So I would concur with that. Um, the, the only thing I I still struggle with, still at, at this point in the season, was all the talk about Remy at the start of the season and how he was going to stay. And the only two people who actually believed he was ever going to stay was Redknapp and Tony Fernandez because everyone else I talked to who was a QPR fan knew that that player was going as soon as a decent bid came in for him. So I don't even think Redknapp believed he was going to stay. Honestly, so you Redknapp, think Redknapp knows how the game works. So I think, swearing, that's just a that's just a like, bullshit remark. Like, like Clive says, Tony Fernandez doesn't know how to run a football club, and that's quite apparent now because it doesn't matter who's in charge, and they always struggle because there isn't, there isn't a structure there for a manager to succeed. And if you don't know how to run a football club, then you have to surround yourself with people who do do know how to do it and just give them money. And that doesn't mean getting a manager in because you need someone. Um, in between the guy who's pumping money in if he doesn't know how to run a club um, and the manager to kind of like direct him and push him in the right direction and we haven't we haven't had that we had Phil Beard who has no history um, with football he's gone now and someone else has come in who doesn't have any experience in football he worked in Formula One and that was a big failure as well Point number two Clive <laughs> no, like, I'll just 
Oh, but all three points, the chairman. Like, like I say, because oh, whatever, okay. whatever what, point what? you make is going to will come back to him. It will be okay. Somebody sees his beard. From what about you, Paul? Oh, God, no one ever asks me questions. <laughs> I'm, I'm this dumb Irish guy that sits here every week. Um, I think we should have sacked Redknapp after West Ham away. Personally, um, I think that the contracts we signed a lot of the players on are ridiculous. I and um, a decent CEO would never have, have done the, the, the deals that we've done. And we went after names rather than players. So it was almost like a, a real life football manager scenario where people were just like, oh, he's decent. I mean, even, even Fernandez, going back to, to Tony Fernandez, did say that the reason why we signed Remy, because his ratings were good in FIFA, if I, if I remember rightly. So there's lots of things like that. You know, you can't fault their enthusiasm. No one's ever invested in QPR the way that we have. But my second point was, for the money that we're in debt and for the lack of infrastructure, it's actually frightening what we've spent and what we've got to show for it because it's, it's incredibly, incredibly bad value for money. Well, we've, got, we've got nothing, have we? we? You know, when they arrived, we were a newly promoted team with a poor, with a poor starting eleven, um, trying to stay in the Premier League, no training ground, no real youth set up, no scouting, um, and we're still that, 160 million quid and however many years later, you know. So... It, it's not even poor value for money. It's just tossing money away. And as like I say, as, as long as it's their money, that's fine. I thought our signings in the summer weren't actually that bad. No, um, okay. and they were different to the kinds of signings we'd made before Rio Ferdinand apart, which was a, just a typical QPR signing. My point is that these players like Jordan Much, Stephen Colker, you know, they play well at other clubs and will go and play well again. You know, we've let players go that were rubbish here who've you know, gone and played well elsewhere. What is it about QPR that makes these managers come in and perform badly and these players come in and perform way below what they were doing before? I mean, Colker at Hull and again on Saturday is just an absolute shadow of the player that played for Swansea, Tottenham, um, Cardiff last year. Even Cardiff got relegated and he was better there. You know, what is it about QPR? And it's not about, oh, who's going to be the next manager? Who's going to, oh, we need to make more signings. I've seen people say, oh, we should have made more January signings. Well, we made signings in every transfer window and it never makes us any better. Well, see, that's the other point. We kind of changed tact halfway through the season, which I've never seen done at any club really before, from being kind of like buying, 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 to like, no, we're going youth, everything is youth, youth, youth. And you kind of think, well, that's a great idea. At this time, fact, the relegation battle, it's possibly suicide. And you, 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 the kids are getting hung out to dry a wee bit. I mean, on Saturday, furlong again didn't have enough support because Sean Murray Phillips was ahead of him. So everything that was coming up was coming straight at the poor lad game after game. It's- well, Yannick Bellassi's come out today and he, he said, I purposely targeted him because I saw his last two games. I was told by the Crystal Palace management um, that he struggled a little bit and um, I purposely targeted him. So you'd expect him to have, a, if he is going to play, to have a bit more support in front of him. I thought it was very unfair to pick Sean. I don't think it was unfair to pick him because I, you know, that's what we want to see, and I think Furlong will be a good player next season for this experience he's having now. Mm. But I thought it was grossly unfair to have that toad in front of him. <laughs> I mean, oh wow, okay. I mean, it's like starting with ten anyway. But I mean, Sean Wright Phillips obviously isn't that bothered about playing for QPR, and that's fine. I think we've all long accepted that. But for him to ha- to offer that little protection and effort to a youth teamer behind him, I think he should be ashamed of that. It's a, it's a strange one because on Saturday, because you, you got to go to the game, you got to work, and I, I didn't get to go because I was working because it was Mother's Day weekend, so I was out delivering and doing all that sort of thing. And I didn't actually see the team until I got to the pub. And a mate texted me and went, have you seen the team? And stupidly, I should have ignored him. 
and said nothing. But went straight on Twitter, looked at it, and saw that, and I thought, gee, and your heart sinks a wee bit. And that's not fair. Maybe it's maybe it's me preaching. I thought this is either going to be suddenly the game where you look at the team and think this this could go either way. But then against Pat to lose that badly against a Palace side that aren't actually that didn't try that hard. I wouldn't say they're not that good because obviously they, they, they scored three passes. But each goal was avoidable. There's no two ways about it. And well, it's a Palace side that hadn't won at home, I think, uh, for five games since January. It was a Palace side where their second score hadn't scored for 98 games. I mean, it's, it, we're well known now for, if you you know, what's his name from Watford who'd never scored Lloyd ever. Doyle. Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, if there's, a, if, there's, if, there's, if there's a bad run that needs ending, if there's a bad run that needs ending, then uh, then, then so QPR's the team to Palace's, play. Palace's home record before that game on Saturday was, the only team that had a worse record was Leicester. They'd, yeah. only, oh, okay. they'd only won three home games. They'd lost seven. No one in the Premier League has lost seven home games. So, but it comes back, back and back to, I'll just keep going back to my original point, which will frustrate and annoy everybody and, and, no. kill, and kill your audience. But That's my job. But Palace, Palace are such a basic team, but they earn the right to play because they've got a very physical, basic centre midfield. Like It's nasty. Like Ledley, MacArthur and Yedinak's usually there. That is massive. They've got... Delaney, another player who played badly for QPR, but is now playing well for somebody else. Do you mm. think we would have picked up any points in the last three games if Barton was in the team? No, because I don't remember us picking up a great deal of points with him in the team. Well, I think I think the thing to say about Barton is, um, yeah, I mean, and, and he came out and you know they asked him on on TV um, at the weekend. You, th- you know, will you be back in the team? And he said yes because you know the way they've been playing, they've been playing so badly that you know he's very bullish about it. And yeah, I should really, I should, yeah, I should be back in the team. Which I mean, you know, I mean, and, and the fact is, you, you know, what he didn't say was, you know, they might have been playing badly, uh, and that might have something to do with the fact that I got sent off for smacking someone in the gonads unnecessarily. But I, I, what I think we do miss with Barton, I don't think we miss the, the Hollywood passing and the and the. But but there didn't seem to be any drive throughout the team. There was no. It just no, Sandro looked really unfit. They just they? and Sandro and there, there was no. It, it all seemed very lacklustre. They were almost like scared of their own shadows. And yeah. it, it was I don't know. It was the most sort of depressing thing to sit and watch since yeah probably West Ham when we walked that fifteen miles you know to the game and uh, I mean at least it was after they're not they're not, <laughs> they're not playing like a team anymore. They were a few weeks ago. I don't think they're playing like a uh, like a team anymore who believe they they've got a chance of staying up you know if they, if it look if um the game on uh on saturday was the last game of the season and and you had to stay up i think they would have approached the game a bit differently see my fear in saturday watching it in a pub in barnard <laughs> paying four quid a pint in barnard which is ridiculous by the way landlord um is that it was almost pre-season friendly like in some ways because they were they weren't overstretching it. They, were, they weren't trying. They were just doing what you expect any football team to do. That you, you, you expect the manager to be prepared for that. Every, you know, this is what they're going to do. They're going to come run down here. Punchin's going to do this. He's going to do that. Blah blah blah. And we just seem like rabbits in the headlights. Wasn't times. it like every other London derby we've had in the? Well, that's another about. point. That's another point. Yeah, and of it's course. just it's because Palace, like I said, they earn the right to play. They have a solid base and they have two quick wingers and they earn the right to play and they get set in a game and then they go and play. We turn up on Saturday with that team. Just like, oh yeah, we're going to do this and we're going to do that and we're going to work it in here and it's going to be great, it's going to be great. We don't earn the... It's like, we're not a Premier League club, are we? And we're certainly not a Premier League club. No, there didn't seem to be... There didn't seem to be any plan or if there was, we certainly weren't able to execute it. I mean, which is a shame because against Sunderland... For, for once this season, we looked as if we did have a plan, and we had Phillips on the right, which is where he should play. And funnily enough, there he is; he's banging in the crosses. Yeah. 
Okay, it was unfortunately fair, and we have been, you know, pardon the pun, hamstrung by like a lot of injuries. But um, I don't know since since then, and 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 you know, you you you, you know the all the people who are moaning about Ramsey now. I mean, it, it seemed to me that most QPR fans were up for giving him the job for the rest of the season. But I don't think you blew the manager. No, you can't. no, I'm, but I'm just saying. But but I I do find some of his decisions since then, like shunting Phillips back out to the I, I back, back that, to the left, playing Phillips said, on the left. I you know, find just, a wild extraordinary. Decision. If you yeah, at half time panic, he, you know he would have um, changed his mind about the starting lineup. At least one, maybe two players that you know after you've seen probably about twenty minutes of that game. Well, at least switch. You know, if you're going to stick with Wright Phillips, at least switch them over. You know, and see if they. I don't know. I, I, that, that said, you know, even when all those other players were fit, we've tried. We have tried a lot of different. Yeah, things. yeah we're, yeah. we're not very good at the end of the day, so it's not like there's some great answer in well, our that's, squad. That's ready the thing. To be I mean, people. You know, obviously, Tim Sherwood. You know, Villa have you know have got what they've won three on the bounce now, two in the league, one in the cup, and so the whole Tim Sherwood thing coming out. And yes, you know, you are looking at that, and you're you're, you're thinking, you know, maybe he would have come along, and maybe he would have made a difference. But what the difference is is that I mean, he said that he looked at the team after a couple of games and realised they needed instead of like just sitting back, sitting back like they had done before, they needed to utilise the pace. But I mean, we haven't got the pace, and we haven't got the same quality of players. Villa have got. You look at Villa's players, and they should never be in that position in the first place. I mean, That's what I said last week. They've got better players than we have. Yeah. It's, it's tough to judge it. But the, the thing that gets me is that Charlie Austin is trying to do. If you notice all the we said it last week, he's cleared the ball. Last week he was trying to pass, or Saturday he was trying to pass the ball to himself. He was out in the wing. And then pass the ball, and there's no. It's kind of like it, it's just soul destroying because my, or my my second point, and I actually scrap all this plus and minus things. It's, it's not working. <laughs> um, but the, the thing is that, that what really upsets me is that you had May, which we all agree was one of the best. That you know our generation didn't have a Wembley win. The '67 generation had a Wembley win. We haven't had that, so we've now got something to pass on down the others. But then immediately afterwards comes this thing of being in the Premier League, and this is what this is another question. Is it worth getting beat week in, week out? The, the wins are just so so high, but every week we're getting we're, we're losing, and it, it's soul destroying. Do we prefer that? Let's be honest. Are we a Championship club masquerading in the Premiership and spending loads of money when we're not having a good time? Only because of the way we're run. You know, when you when you get promoted to the Championship, Championship, there's always that bit of hope that you're going to, you know, the next season is going to be quite good. And uh, when we did get promoted last season, we weren't thinking, oh, you know, it's going to be terrible because we're going to lose every week. You kind of think, oh, maybe we'll do things differently this week, but it's uh, this year. And um, but it hasn't been like that. We've got three points less than we did when we got relegated. Um, when we had that terrible, terrible team spirit and terrible team in 2012, um, 13, and the way we're playing at the moment, we'll do well to get three points between now and the end of the season. But well, I think there's there's. Um... You know, there's maybe ten clubs who aren't Premier League clubs in the Premier League. If you want to go it's down, the rubbish that league this year. If we if we re- if you relegated ten teams, I mean, uh, uh, you know, uh, how many of them are guaranteed to come straight back up and win the championship by fifteen points? You know, uh, I think it, Premier League. It, it's always there's it's three leagues. You've got the, the the teams fighting out for the you know top six, top eight places. You've got the four or five teams who fill the middle burst, and then the rest of them are just. Uh, also runs almost, you know. To, t- to take your point, you would gladly have had the last 18 months that Palace have had at QPR and you'd have their team. You know, getting promoted to the Premier League doesn't necessarily need to be a, oh, Jesus, is 50 quid a week on tickets and we're going to get beat every week. You can do it properly. If you, if you actually are properly run and do it properly, I would gladly take what's happened to Palace. Over and they won the playoffs as well. It's not like they won, no, the, they won the title. I looked at their Palace team on Saturday. I said, you know, 
what's unattainable about this? West Ham went up through the playoffs a couple of seasons ago. Mm. Okay, so here's a scenario. Tony Fernandez phones us all up. He's bored. He wants help. And he offers us a CEO role. Chris, how do you change it? Well, I wouldn't... I wouldn't you know, that's not my job. I'm not... Um, I wouldn't pretend well, to be CEO. Well, Philip can do it. Anyone can do it. <laughs> CEO, yeah, I would get, I'd get think. someone in. I'd get someone What's in. What's the answer, basically? I'd get someone in um, to replace me, a CEO, straight away, who, <laughs> who has a... Um, experience in running um, running football clubs. I don't know someone like David Dean or s- someone else who's um, who just knows the game. And, well, uh, Devlin, who used, to, who used to work at QPR, he's now did a decent job at Brentford. Yeah, yeah, someone like that. Just surround yourself with people and just kind of. I don't know what it is with Fernandez. Whether he has to seem like step the person making. Yeah, just step, step away a bit. Give someone else um, the powers to make decisions that matter in like, football terms and. And let it go from there. Well, I, you know, again, you know, I can't make wave a magic wand, and I, I think this season is. Oh, I mean, last last week my glass was just about half full, and you know, I'm generally a positive person, but I think the way we capitulated this week, um, I'd be very, very surprised if we stay up. Um, so I, I, I don't know. Barring a miracle, I don't think there's a lot even a new CEO could do if he came in now. Could do between now and the end of the season because he's only got the players you can work with. But the problem, the problem is employing Philip Beard as a CEO. Fernandez didn't have in my in his head. He didn't think, oh, this guy's going to help um, the football structure of the club, did he? he? In his head, he's like, this is the guy who's going to sort everything else aside from the football pitch. It was kind of like a secondary thing for him, wasn't it? He yeah. just thought that would look after no, that's, himself. That's true. I mean, the only sort of green shoots that are coming up with Ferdinand in place and with Ramsey in whatever role he stays in next year. I mean, the general, you know, I know you said you've sort of changed ships in midstream or whatever, but he, he, it seems to be that Fernandez's latest plan is to, is, is to go for the youth and, for, and, and, to, and, to, and to stop this sort of culture of bringing in players on 80 grand a week on four-year contracts. So if and when we do go down, I hope they continue to uh, employ that strategy Um and then we, we, we see where it goes from there. But the, obviously the, the, the glaring error in all that is that we don't really seem to have the, the, the setup in terms of training ground, in terms of, of scouting, in terms of youth. I mean, that's all things that need to be addressed. And, you know, I, I, I don't think you're looking at one season to do that and then miraculously we come up with a, you know, a squad of fantastic under-23s next season. I mean, I hope we do, but... I think we'll have another day. Clive? Well... They've done what they they should have done a long time ago. Is a football person guiding the football side of it? It's it's Les Ferdinand, and whether he does a good job or not, you know, God, we hope he does. He's also the best human shield possible. <laughs> In true, yes. Um, and you know, the focus on youth and the talk about scouting and and all of that. If that is what they're going to do, then that's great. I have my suspicions that it's something that they read on Twitter that they knew would be popular and would Ooh. distract. Uh, you know, would distract criticism for a few more months um but hopefully that is what they're going to do because that is what we need but that's not a short road and you're talking about well what's going to happen between now and the end of the season well it's going to get worse it's probably going to get worse next season as well because there aren't 20 brilliant kids or 20 lower league players that we can go and buy it's going to take ages to to get there i'd rather stay in the championship next season um not get promoted straight away if it means that the following season if we'll have a we'll mount a a chance to go up with a with a squad better capable to stay in the Premier League the season after. It's interesting because I, I read on Twitter today um, through various debates I was having with people as well that um, 
Burnley have said that, I don't know if you've seen this, Chris, Burnley have said that they're going to invest, you might say as well, Clive, in the training ground because that's where the players work every day. And that's far more important than even the actual ground where they, they, they go in the week. And I sometimes think that we're now working backwards a bit. So we def- I don't. F- I think this relegation, if I'm being honest, is not needed because the fans can't. <sighs> Three relegations, you know, all these relegations that take its toll on the fan base, it takes its toll on kids, you know, because you get laughed at again. You know, you, kids are going to school to get, you know, you want. Whereas May, everyone's bumping, they're ready for it, they're, they're going for it again. Come this end of the season, we're probably going to go down again, and we're going to have to rebuild. So, I think the clubs going to have to be really brave. The club's going to have to really, really think that do a Southampton, maybe even go to League One, perhaps, and then just stick, get, get a plan, and just frigging go with it. No matter what happens, don't get off that road. Stay on that road. The thing, the the club we look at that I think we look like at the moment is Wolves when they went down. Um, Thank God you didn't say Portsmouth. Even with the with the almost exactly the same time of season, the replacement of an experienced manager with his assistant mm. or one of his coaches. And they drop through two divisions, but they're actually a lot stronger now, and they've got a good manager in Kenny Jacket. So what I'm saying is, this if that is what they're going to do, this is going to get worse before it gets better. Just there's no, it's not going to turn around. And I like, I remember people would say, "Oh, Harry Redknapp put square pegs in round holes," and I, you know, it's always a senior player, never a youth player. And then what are we five games into this new thing, and people are saying, "Well, I would have played Carl Henry at right back on Saturday." And not and not done off it. Well, isn't that what Redknapp was getting pelted? So if we're going to do it, it's going to be a hell of a long road, and it's going to be bad. But that's frustration, though, as well, in in some respects, because no one knows the answers. But we're sitting here tonight. We're trying to actually talk about it, going through it. That, we, no one knows. This, and also, the big elephant in the room, but it's not actually a big elephant. It's uh, is is the financial fair play. We, you know, we tried to avoid the sanctions by writing off debt, and it looks like that's not going to do the job either. So. You, you're two hundred and odd million in debt. Then you're gonna get whacked by the fair play thing as well for fifty million. You know how deep are the, are the pockets? Well, I'd be, I'd be I'd, two things. I'd be interested by that financial fair play because what are the regulations there to do? Are they there to uh, level the playing field? In which case, it doesn't because you know it just makes Manchester United and Chelsea and that lot streak off. Or is it there to stop clubs being laden with debt? Because if that's the intention then an owner saying, well, I'm writing off £60 million of debt is exactly what the rule is there for. So okay. we, it depends you know, what it's there for. My second point is, if you actually want the answer, the answer is that they should write off the whole lot, which is easy for me to say because it's not my £160 million quid, and sell it. Because the way they're running it, all that's going to happen is they're going to keep losing money. They are going to keep hemorrhaging money the way we're going. The way they've run it, since they've come in, every year they've lost what, £60 million on average a season? And they're going to keep losing it the way they run it. So if, you're actually, if, if you say Tony Fernandez is here, give him advice, I'd say, cut your losses now, sell it. Sell, write the debt off and sell it. This week's podcast is brought to you by Wilkinson Sword. Um, Chris? Um, I agree, that's a, that's a good piece of advice. And especially if, you, obviously you have to have someone um, capable of coming in with a fair bit of financial backing with a, with a clear direction. But I don't think he will. I don't think he. That's, I don't think that's something he'll do because he's still. Um, he may, you know, he may not see him himself making money football terms around the corner, but he still has ambitions to do it elsewhere with the stadium. And you know, I just think he's going to cling on to that in the years to come. Well, that's right. I mean, you know, you're not going to make a lot of money in the Premier League on eighteen thousand maximum gates, and everyone knows that. Um, but I just wanted to... I know we've been talking about this for a while, but I just wanted to come back on the football side a little bit. I, mean, I just think with Furlong, um, 
you know, he was he was given a torrid time by Sanchez against Arsenal, and you know, basically Sanchez would do that to so anyway. He's one of the best players in the world, so you can't blame him for that. But I, I personally, you know, I think he should have been maybe taken out the firing line for a little bit. Um, you know, because as you you said, he was he was he was targeted. I don't think it was his fault. Like I said, you had Sean Wright for him, so he wasn't given much protection. Um, so maybe that was more the error. But um, I think at this stage of the season, I think it's a, a little bit unfair to just like plunge him straight back in again and, and expect him. That to was the error miracles. because when when Isla came on against Arsenal, it, it was fine, wasn't it? You know, he was just in front of him, giving him a lot more protection, but. You know, having Isler in front of you and Sean Wright Phillips in front of you is completely different. And there, there, there lies an interesting question: What is wrong with the Chileans? Why are they not playing? Well, I think I think Isler's injured and has been carrying an injury for some time. Okay. Even in the games he's played, he's he's the, been limping in the second half. Vargas he doesn't I, like Vargas. Does he, he doesn't like Vargas. Again, I I often re- refer back to to Dave Max tweets because he you know he's got the inside trap but he he strongly hinted the the Vargas and Zarate situation I think Zarate's actually gone back to West Ham yeah um, oh yeah I read that um I Dave Mack has strongly hinted that if you're not doing it in training you won't be considered and we've all heard what an immaculate trainer Sean Wright Phillips is I'd be an immaculate trainer I'm for still 60,000 pound a week I'd train like a demon but <laughs> yeah um, I'd be like but for Christie he's that been strongly suggested that Vargas doesn't do well in training but as we said last week, I think me, yeah. me and yeah, you said yeah. we have never once used Vargas in the position he plays and scores That's regularly the, for Chile. Exactly. I, I mean, I'd, I'd, and and you know, I, 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 if if he's not playing, then we we should we should be told maybe why why he's not playing because we're sort of as fans who pay the money, you pay our twenty quid, as Briatore said. Um, <laughs> um, we're, we're sort of left in limbo a bit because people think: Is he injured? Is he? Is he? Is he I mean, we're, we're gleaning this bit of it, you know, a bit of information. But I mean, I, I personally think you know we've got a, like you say a Chilean national striker. Just we've never played as and we've never played as a striker, and with uh, Ramsey's penchant and you know to be admired playing people where they should be played I mean okay if he's had a fallout then fair enough but as fans we're just looking thinking why isn't he playing the problem with White Phillips he might train really well but I don't think he has the intelligence to motivate himself to a, for a Premier League game anymore I just don't I, don't... <laughs> I think he's here, as a, he's here as a pension top up isn't he yeah. I think, I, I yeah. think he, he knows that if he slacks off in training or doesn't turn up for training or whatever then he'd be in breach of contract and the club don't need a second invitation to get rid of him. But he will come every day and he'll be on time and he'll run around the training pitch and do everything that's asked of him and he will not go out on loan and he doesn't want to play. But he'll he'll do well in training because otherwise he'd be in breach of contract. But equally, I mean, to be fair to him, I don't, you know, I, I suppose it's my thing about bullying. You know, I think he 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 he, did, he was trying. He seemed to be trying at the weekend, but I just, just don't think he's good enough anymore. Do you think he did? Well, really? I, well, okay. As I said, you've got a kid behind you who obviously after 10 or 15 minutes of that game was having a torrid time. Yeah. Get round him. Get back there. Yeah. You know, just help him out. Play second right back almost. Get an arm around. Talk to him. Just get close to him. You know, Wright Phillips did as much for Darnell Furlong on Saturday as I did. Yeah. Okay, now that's a fair point. I'm just trying to sort of get some sort of balance in here. But yeah, maybe there isn't any balance to be found. I don't think there is in that, on, you know, in relation to him. Because you, you talk about trying... You know, whether you think he was trying, he maybe tried when the ball came near him, but, you know, Darnell Furlan needed help. Yeah. He needed help on Saturday. 
And right, Phillips, like I say, he may as well have been sat with me. I think he will be a good player. There's no two ways about it. There's a good lad in there and a good player. He'll be better for this experience. But the, the thing, all the focus is obviously on Furlong because he's a young kid. And, you know, a lot of the, the goals did come down his side and Balassi gave him a torrid time. But Yun, on the other side, had just as tough a time oh, yeah, with yeah. Zaha. His game seems to have gone backwards. Well, no, I'm going to say for exactly the same reason. Because the winger in front of him, Matt Phillips, should... Just was constantly going inside in, wasn't he? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's a right winger. Yeah, so he was hell of a goaler in fairness. Hell of a goal, but he was always in field because so when Yun had the ball and looked up, all he saw ahead of him was Palace players and grass. Yeah, and when the Palace players were running towards him, Phillips had to come from in field. Yeah. to come and cover. Yeah. So neither of the fullbacks had any cover. So it's really easy to say. And equally, the Palace defenders knew that any time Phillips wanted to do anything useful, he had to he had to go inside. Yeah, it was so, so predictable. Yeah, it you was. Know, but he, got, he kept getting in crossing positions. Yeah. but you just knew where he was. But going. that was the, that was. I, I just don't understand. It's two games running. You know, he, he's played him on the left. Like you say, that Sunderland game and the two games after it, the the big thing, the big difference between Redknapp's team and Ramsey's team yeah. was that we had Phillips on the right and he was taking the fullback and he was delivering the cross. Yeah. I think he got four assists in three games. Yeah. And the fur injury is unfortunate because yeah. I think he really he knew what badly. to do with fur. And we, you know, having he hasn't played well all season, but then that game at Sunderland, I thought, yes, he's in his position and he was great that night. And Phillips on the right, I thought, I can see a semblance of a plan here. So the fur injury is unfortunate, but to move Phillips, pass, what, you yeah. know, why would you do that? No. Sorry, Chris, go on. Obviously, you want to get someone out of your soul. I was just thinking about Thur, and uh, it's it's hard to imagine how we will stay up now. And I just it's also hard to to try and think of which players we all have in the championship who are now starting for us. But I think next season, it's just going to be a complete clear-out again, and we restart and we come back. and Again. Yeah, again. And we do. Now, thank you for Burble Media for, for giving us a chance to do this podcast. And now... We're going to try and do the cheerful end of it. Right. right, we're playing Everton. Why are we going to beat Everton? Because I've been on Twitter and people said, oh, you know, we'll do this. We can do this. We can do this on Saturday. I'm not seeing it that way because I think they're quite a decent side and we could struggle badly in midfield. But well, tell me I'm wrong. Well, it's on Sunday, but I think... Yeah, uh, turn up on, on Saturday, you're not going to win. Yeah, yeah, it's on Sunday for the reason that they are in deepest, darkest... I just did a Fraser, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> I just did a massive Fraser. I apologise, dear listeners. I do apologise. Of course it's Sunday. Well, they're in deepest, but darkest probably, Russia on Thursday night, and I'm hoping that it goes to extra time penalties and, the, and they their the flight Ukraine gets delayed. Thursday? Yeah, yes, that's, that's one yes. all. Carry on. Okay. Even if there's a civil war going on. <laughs> Crack on. No, I think they'll get knocked out on Thursday. But, yeah, I, I think the the... the, the, the yeah, that, that's probably our biggest hope. They're knackered. But, why, but what else? Well, until until on the on the Everton point, until I think they beat Newcastle at the weekend. Everyone's beating Newcastle, yeah, yeah. and we're going to have to beat Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think until then they'd only won one of their six or seven Sunday games after a European trip. Okay. Um, so there's a reason. Yeah. Um, and Kiev is not easy to get back from at the moment. I've been with work and it was unpleasant. Sean Wright Phillips might not be playing. I don't, <laughs> the other thing is, we said we needed five wins last week. And I, I and Palace wasn't one of my five, so right. those, those five are still there. I don't think we'll lose on Sunday, but I just I can see it um, being a draw. I think we obviously desperately need a win, but um, like Clive said, I've seen a statistic where clubs play in Europa League when Spurs were still in as well, and they played the next game, and they very very rarely like get a good result afterwards. And to be fair, our last two home games, we've been a little bit unlucky, but we're playing against top sides, so. 
I, I think we'll I think we'll get a result against them. I think it'll be it's touch to, and go. It'll be a win. It's got to Clive. How do we change it? Who do we bring in? Who do we take out? What, what should the mindset be? Well, like, like I said, I think we'd all pick Vargas. Uh-huh. I'd pick Vargas. I'd pick, I'd pick Vargas actually ahead of Austin. Right, as a, a, because that's where he plays for Chile. Sanchez plays behind Vargas. Oh, I see Chile. what you mean. Yeah. Vargas <laughs> Not... plays up front. Yeah, no, I wouldn't drop Austin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, okay. yeah. I did wonder. Maverick, I did wonder. <laughs> Maverick. No, yeah, I'd pick Vargas and Austin. Um, you know, but whatever we do, we've got to win. We've got to win West Ham Everton and Newcastle. We need legs, don't we? Let's be honest. We need legs. There's no pace in the team. He's not going to come back from Reading, is he? He's free. Uh, free agent. <laughs> oh, is he? Oh, Can right. you believe it? <laughs> anyway, enough of the jokes. Um, so against you, bring Vargas in defensively. I would just get as much pace, just get as much pace in the team as possible because that's the, the big one of the big things at Palace on set was not only that we were defending against pace and we didn't have any, but it's very difficult to get out of your own half and get the defence pushed up the pitch if you've got no pace to carry the ball. Down so Hoyler on the left then. Is he quick? <laughs> Quicker than uh, most of the players we've got. Would you start Barton? Well, exactly. Well said. That was my next point. I would start Barton against yeah. the team he supports. Yeah, I don't think that matters with Joey. I don't think. Sadly, yes. Sadly, yes. You would start him, and we'll beat Everton with him, and we'll beat Newcastle with him, and we'll beat West Ham with him, and we'll win at West Brom with him, and we will need a win at Leicester on the final day to stay up. And his head will implode, and he'll get sent off, and he'll let us down again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so don't book tickets for Leicester, but enjoy every game beforehand. <laughs> but do you think so? He's, no, he's not the, really. But I'm just, I'm, I'm just. How many times does he have to let you down? That would really play of our emotions. Who oh, yeah. <laughs> went that far? I mean, the thing is, I, I, I believe on, on on Sunday, yeah, back in the room, <laughs> that we we can do something. But a draw isn't good enough. We need to win, in my opinion, because we we need. Why? What? Why is it as well? Right, Sunderland have sacked the manager today, as we all know. And they'll probably get a bonus. Why do we do get the freaking manager bonus thing? Well, I'm not sure Sunderland will get the new manager back because Sunderland are another club that have changed their manager a lot and the problem is still there. There's a drinking... Along with that continue. There is, a, there is a drinking culture at Sunderland. Everton. Johnson, I think which Sun- Adam Johnson... Well, read The Secret Footballer. There is a drinking culture at, at Sunderland of which the Adam Johnson incident is just a product. So I don't, I don't think matters. I'm not sure that they'll get any new manager. I think it's the Dilly Star here. <laughs> no, where to go read it? It's, you know. I think Sunderland. Um, you, you can you, you can file Sunderland under us. You know, they. Uh, I, I I don't think uh, Aston Villa. They've always had the players. They've had a strike force. They, you know, Agbonlor hasn't become a, a useless player overnight. Benteke the same, and they're starting to fire now. Sherwood's. You know, it's not rocket science. He's got them, and he's he's, he's exploiting the I'm... pace. He's got them playing, but I don't think QPR or Sunderland have got the players for people to come in and suddenly make them world beaters overnight. Do we think it's between QPR, Burnley, and Sunderland for two spots? I think it's hard. To be honest, I've got this. I was going to do this as the RSM, but I might as well do it now. I've, I've done the I've done the whole fixtures thing. I'm not going to go. All that paper so tightly. I yeah, thought yeah. Was, I'm I not... thought you actually made your will on the Le- way in. Leicester are what one point behind us now? No, two, three, I nineteen. Think. Is that they've got nineteen? No, they're quite. But, um, I mean, uh, 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 Sunderland have got West Ham away, Newcastle home, Palace home, Arsenal away, Stoke away, Southampton home, Everton away, Leicester home, Chelsea away. I mean, there's some winnable games in there, but they're not brilliant. But I, I, I think if you look at Hull's fixtures, I could see them not getting a point until the end of the season. Even though they've got Chelsea at home, Swansea away, Southampton away, Liverpool at home, Palace away, Arsenal at home, Burnley at home, Spurs away and Man United at home. I the mean that, that is up. that is by far the toughest running of, of any of the of, of the bottom clubs. Obviously, we need to 
close the six point gap and the goal difference before we could even think about well, we need them. to win five games don't we yeah. yeah but I think I think Leicester it's going to be tricky Burnley you know if we were sitting pretty in 13th I'd be cheering Burnley every inch of the way believe me um, because I think they fully deserve to stay up they've approached it in the right way I think Sean Dyche but did you not know from watching the first five minutes of that game on Saturday they were going to win because I freaking did yeah you know what I mean I'm not just saying this you can ask Fraser because I even text him uh. <laughs> five minutes in the game I'm watching it and you, they're going to win you can just tell well fair play like, fair play to him I can't I but you can't, can't depend on the team to get you no you can't shirt. and I can't oh, bring myself again. to slag oh. them off because I think you know they've, they've done it in exactly the right way and they're coming full circle to our team selection at Palace well they were better than us last season already so. yeah but coming full selection to our team selection at, at, uh, at Palace you know what the Burnley team's going to be every week. Mm. You know what system they're going to play, and the Burnley players know it as well. We don't. We know bloody idea. Don't think half the players do sometimes where they play. Right. Yeah. But Burnley have just played the same, often the same starting eleven for massive long stretches of games. I think over Christmas, when you meant to be resting players and rotating players, Burnley picked the same starting eleven eight games in a row or something like that. They know their system. Well, that's if the it's th- not good enough, then it's not good enough. Well, that's but the thing. This is how we're going to play. If you put the Burnley squad up for sale, every player and our every player and our squad up for sale at the beginning of the season, then I'm pretty sure you'd get a lot more money for our players than you would theirs. But the difference is that they're, like you said, they're being managed well. They know their jobs. They know where they've got to be. They've coped with the injuries they've had. They've got players coming back now, like Vokes, for instance, and. I, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see them. They've, they've got a tough run in as well. But the difference is that they, they, that, you know, in these big games, these must-win games, they are actually winning them. But they, 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 you know, what Burnley don't have that we do have, and we've all got the miss. Everton game, we end up whatever way it ends. It's the international break. Right? Everton, yeah, Everton. It, it, it's, hang on, international break. They'll be off to Dubai again. You know, for a couple of weeks. It's like... Yeah, well, that worked well, didn't it? Yeah. So it's like, you know, it doesn't matter what we do. You know, we get a trip to Dubai. I mean... Oh, Burnley don't go to Dubai. I mean, that, that but, annoys me. Yeah, well, it comes back to the, what I was saying about Palace sort of earning the right is we behave like a Premier League team. It's like, oh, it says Premier League team on the tin, so we'll start buying players and going off to Dubai and stuff. And Whereas you you have to earn your right and solidify to do that. Yeah, I mean, like London Young Lad back to, to Huddersfield, banner from Liverpool. Odd. That was That's a strange Really move. odd. It's like other teams do this. Let's try it. Sorry, Chris. You're gonna, before I rudely interrupted you, you were going to say no, something. No, I was just going to say uh, Fernandez, his first win in charge as chairman was, was against Everton, wasn't it? Um, uh, Patrick yeah. Adjimang and Tommy Smith. And somehow that team's better than the one we have now. That was a, that was a great day. I mean, going, going back, Clive, a question I've got to ask you on Saturday. How good was our fans on Saturday? Because on the TV, we came across really, really well. Mm. We, we made the Palace Ultras look pretty crap. Which is yeah, not bad. Palace, Palace was pretty quiet on that. Maybe it was too easy for them. I don't know. Probably, but, yeah. um, the Cupid, like I said, the atmosphere changed when Redknapp left. I didn't, I didn't enjoy going to the away games um, because I, it was quite nasty and yeah, it was, it was, it was getting nasty and people were starting on each other. But the Redknapp departure, whether people have just resigned themselves to us going down or whatever, but the atmosphere is actually really good in the away and people, were, people are having a great time. At, well, not a great time, but you know. There's a bit. There's a lot of gallows humour in there, wasn't there? Basically, um, and I don't know. I, th- I, th- I think, yeah, I think you're right about the. You know, it's uh, as well as a bit of resignation as well. Sometimes football fans. I mean, it's your classic. You go six nil down. We're going to win seven six sort of job, isn't it? You know, that was part of that. But we did. Yeah, I mean, I was. You know, I was at work having to write the report and do all this that and the other. And the, and the fans were tremendous. So hats off to them. And and I think what we have, we, we haven't really 
touched on yet is the uh, the goal of the season if it had been scored by Rooney. Um, Wayne Rooney will was, win the goal of the season this season. Yeah, whatever. Even, For a goal that hasn't yet been scored. Yeah. He uh, will definitely win. Yeah. I've, I've, got to, I've, I've got to be honest, I would have I'd have put Phillips up there. I'd put our goal that's happened with um, Charlie Orson. And then obviously their goal as well, which is pretty decent. But obviously we're not big clubs. We've got no, there's been, it's it's been a lot. Of good, there's been a lot of good goals. What I'm saying is, if 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 a Chelsea player, a Man United player, or one of the top six had had, had scored that goal, then that the, the competition would be done, dusted, finished by now. They'd have been or re, re, four, yeah, they'd been replaying that on Sky Sports every five seconds. Because it's a QPR player, it'll probably you know it might scrape in third. But I I just think Clive, I'm very jealous of you that you were there. Although it, it's probably oh, the I best. Oh, do you want to, do you no. want me to tell you? Oh no, you didn't, did you? Yeah, I left thirty seconds before. Oh, for flipping <laughs> egg's sake! I've got to be honest with you. Oh I, I, no, I've been to past periods of time, and, and that grinds a disgrace. And the m- charge the money they charge for away fans. So, I mean, Alison Jameson, who's a lovely person, who's been on the podcast a few times, posted a picture of the, the, the female toilets, an absolute relic back to the seventies. This is disgrace. They shouldn't charge what they're doing, but we charge more for a worse away end. I don't care about that. Anyway, but that goal, a bit of hypocrite. No, that, maybe, that goal was that, that's got to be the best consolation goal that's ever been scored. It's such it? a shame it didn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but imagine I, a winner or an equaliser <laughs> from forty-three. Hours. I mean, but that was—it was—it was absolutely incredible. I mean, I was just—I was just—he meant it as well. Well, he did. Of course, he did. He did. I mean, to be honest, he's probably so hacked off at being starved, you know, having to cut in all the time. He just thought, "Sod this! I'm just going to go for That's it." That's what it was. So he has got that in his locker, though. He has, you know, Blackpool and that. He has got that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, against Arsenal, he hit one, and he beat the keeper, and it went. An inch, but yeah. that had beaten the, he has got a shot on him. But I'm, I'm like you, having watched it again. I think he was just so sick yeah. of the whole situation. He just thought, "Oh fuck this!" Sorry, David. Yeah. Um, right, we're coming to the hours of the show. But before we do that, we we haven't done a score prediction for Saturday. We should really. So starting with you, Mendes. What, what, what I genuinely think the score is going to be. That's what you're here for. One, but one. you can lie; it doesn't matter. He's already sworn to exit to forget. No one's going to listen. Everyone else has committed suicide. While we can, we can, we can bleep that out. Maybe. We'll, you know. No, no, it's fine. Leave it in there. Make a note of the quite, time. No, I think because everyone stop being professional, then we will lose loads of people. I think we'll be winning one one nil, and then Everton will score. And in the, in the, we'll, we'll, we'll see the seventh goal that we have after ninety minutes this season. Yeah. Okay, Thank so. you, Mister Happy Bollocks. Right, well, I'll be leaving after eighty-eight minutes. In that case, then. Um, <sighs> God. Oh, I don't, I, I'm trying to be positive. There's pain in your face, there Chris. Is, I there is. I, I think if we put Phillips on the right and, I don't know, we somehow come up with some magic. I, I, I'm going to go 2-1 QPR. I suspect Mendes has got it right. Um, oh, no, don't say that. Yeah, because we we don't have the fitness to when we tire late in games. I can see us coming out and going. But they're going to be knackered, though. They're exactly. Gonna be... Well, I'm going to say that we'll win because we have to win. What would disappoint me is if we go back to the... We're talking about Vargas and what, but if we go back to the knocking it long to Bobby Zamora thing this Sunday, Everton's big strength in defence is big, tall, physical centre backs, and their big weakness is big, tall, physical centre backs because they can't run. There's no pace. Mm. So if we're knocking it long to Zamora all day, then I, I think it's going to be a long afternoon. I think Chris is probably right. I'm going to say that we'll win one nil. Paul. I- <laughs> I think I I, I I don't know. I I'm, I'm hosting. I've no brilliant. Idea. None, well of, done. none okay. of us know, Paul. None of us know. Exactly. No, I think I think we could. Did you know what I did? I went there. I was trying not to burp. Um, I think we've got. If we can get the Sons of team kind of everyone in the right positions, right? Get get that going. The the grind rocks, and we can somehow pretend we have got pace when we haven't. 
we can do whatever we want. We can win 2-0. But it will all depend on how we act after they score because when Palace scored that first goal on Saturday, game over. First goal off. is very important. I think we've got to score first to stand yeah. any chance. But, but we've also got to learn to, to keep going if someone else you know, scores against us. Keep going. You know, the heads, it was so obvious, and you were there, that our heads dropped so quickly because Palace picked up on it straight away and were straight away bang on us again. And you can't. I thought it was obvious before they scored. I said, I, I said to the people I was sitting with about three minutes. Before, I said, this, "This is a matter of time," because it just looked like all of the other London derbies we'd played, where Palace got into the game, got solid, got us figured out, and then started picking at us. And they could have scored. They could have scored from a corner a couple of minutes before they did score, and it had just been coming. So, mm. and then, like you say, once the goal went in, it's heads down. You know, another talking point, but you, you know we're finishing, so we can't do it. But no, you can do lack of lack of leaders in the team. I think Corker was captain at the weekend, and somebody else was different captain before that. But they were getting so deep, and again, that's very, lack of pace. But they were dropping and dropping, and Palace were pushing. We would there was nobody there doing the Alan McDonald, you know, get ten yards down the pitch, or I'm going to nut you sort of thing. There was, you know, there was a lack of leadership in the team. So, like you say, first goal is very important. If Everton go like one nil up after ten minutes or something, I can just see the whole ground, the whole team sinking. But yeah, well, hopefully that is not. To be fair, I I said weeks ago, but I'm an idiot, so I know that that Charlie Austin should be captain because he's the most constant player that'll be out there, and he's he does actually give a shit about what he's mm. doing. He wouldn't drag a defence up though, would he? We missed Dunny. We're missing. I don't know, we're I, missing I, I don't Dunny. know if that matter has been Shearer's captain for years. He seemed to do a decent enough job. I, I I don't go with this. It has to be a defender all the time. You can actually make a forward a captain, and they can't do a real. You can make a goalkeeper a captain. Pat Jenny said it for years for Northern Ireland, which I seen regularly, um, and you can do it, but. You need people to stand up and say, give me that friggin' armband, I'm going to work, I'm work with pride and not smack someone in the nuts and get themselves sent off. Well, on the, on the Saturday, you need, when it went to 2-0 to concede, that, that's such a shambolic third straight away. When it goes to 2-0, you need people standing there and saying, right, whatever happens, we get to half-time like this. We don't concede a third. Mm. The third goal was the most shambolic of the lot. And yeah. It was two minutes after the second. But there's been and way too... Set out by a bloke with one leg, basically. yeah. Or was that the second? I don't know. It no, went so quickly. That was the third. The th- that was the third. The thing is, the sad thing about it is, is to be fair, and I said it last week in the pub, no one's had to play well to beat us. And no matter how you spin that, that's a fact. And, mm. and that's a worrying fact about it all. But ours ended the show before my voice goes for some reason. Chris, have you got anything you'd like to say? Any rallying call to your fellow QPR fans that are listening? Anything that you want to inspire us on or talk about anything else? Not particularly, but I'm looking forward to Clive, so I'm just going to hand straight over to him. <laughs> well, sure, get, Sean Wright Phillips sent this tweet out um, shortly before we came on air. Are we allowed to, Do we come on air? Is it, we were, are we on air? Yes, you we do, are, you yeah, can, yeah. You can do what you want. Yeah, you can do what you like in your own time. Steady. Okay, yeah. family show. <laughs> Sean Wright Phillips says, I'll read some of the replies out. There's not many we can actually read I'll out read under the new swearing so policy. No, don't worry about that. I'm sure David will forgive us tomorrow. He's a forgiving guy. I know that for a fact. Well, maybe, maybe just, you know, effing this and blah, blah, that. Sean Wright Phillips says, Hey all, exclamation mark. What's your week like? Question mark. I'm going to be giving you a short daily insight into mine, starting today, exclamation mark. Share. <laughs> Chris, how's your week? <laughs> how's my week? Um, what, am, am I replying to Sean? Yeah, tell Sean. Well, it was it was fine until about uh, I don't know two o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Mm, variation on a theme. First reply he got after literally like two seconds. Like, unless it involves you buggering off and not coming back, I'm not interested. <laughs> 
<laughs> what was the one after that? Uh, try learning how to take a legal throw-in with a picture of him on Saturday taking oh, yeah, a throw-in from a yard no, and a half on the pitch. Bad. You know, those white lines are difficult to see at Palace, to be yeah. fair. Is there any positive ones from, like, someone no, called Ian or anything like no, that? No, somebody points out that the link he's posted where you can go to share your experience of the week is broken. So he is literally, <laughs> literally useless. Oh, no. Oh, no. Really? Oh, dear. Uh, how much enjoyment I get from my week uh, is in many ways dictated to by the performance of my team, QPR. How about you, Sean? See, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Any non-QPR who, who, who fans did that? Who, did that? Uh, who was it? Uh, at Monkey Picks. No, they're quite funny. I follow them on Twitter. Hi, Sean. Top weekend, thanks. Had a little jaunt to Croydon on Saturday. Cost the best part of a ton, but never mind, eh? <laughs> <laughs> that's very good. Who's uh, that? Got, uh, uh, Rob Godadino. He's, uh, he's a good one to follow. That's brilliant. That's another one. Thank you so much, Sean. We love you. Crystal Palace FC. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I imagine yours has been pretty good, Sean. Earning £60,000 a week to do a shit impression of a footballer. No, no. Uh, I, did, I did send him one, but it wasn't as good as some of these. Well, even his dad, because I was doing the coverage, his dad was working for BT Sport, Ian Wright, and I said, so how are you feeling? Sean's been named in the... And he said, be honest, I feel quite nervous. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, yeah, that quite mirrors the uh, the feeling that I've got as well, maybe for different reasons. But, but Ian Wright's yeah. always love keep you off for many reasons. <laughs> yeah. As we all know. So um, I just got a message from someone saying we should have kept Jamie Mackey. He's running the show tonight for Reading versus Bradford in the FA Cup. Don't start. Wow. <laughs> right, Chris, you're ours end of the show. Well, I mean, I, I, I was sort of going to go with the um, with the fixtures, blah, you can blah, blah. But okay, but there's a bit... Of, I've got a bit of news to cheer everyone up, though. Harry Redknapp's knee, ladies and gentlemen, is better. Doesn't require surgery. After a bit of physio. Who would have thought yeah, it? Yeah, he said, yeah, it's... A, yeah, it's a, impre- Don't do the impression. <laughs> he said, I still need a bit of surgery, but it's better after a bit of physio. So, so I, I, my question is, have we... Have we Got any physios at QPR that maybe could have helped him out? Maybe massaged it? Anybody? Anyway, he's ready for a return to football. Harry. Already? Yes, he's he's ready and looking for. And maybe maybe he'll, uh, maybe uh, Kevin will leave Chris's side and drive him up to to Wearside, uh, which is you know one of the longest trips in football, and uh, he, he, he can take them down. To be fair, he didn't take the Newcastle job. He would at the time remember because it was too far. Yeah, even though the Newcastle board live in Whetstone, but he was and uh, he was going to take the Ukraine job. Yeah, definitely. exactly. <laughs> but, but Putin put his food down in that one about. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's gone all political. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just. Th- and interesting, my Russian comment earlier, earlier on. I mean, you never know. By Saturday, it could be back in Russia, so I might be proved right. Sunday, see, I'm doing it now. <laughs> oh dear. Somehow I feel better. But my hours into the show was it. I was going to say that uh, Harry has published uh, his second of probably, <laughs> probably four or five articles. I suspect this season in the Daily Mail today under the Martin Samuel byline. So. Look out oh god, one. yeah. Two that. reasons I won't read that: Diddy Meal and Martin Samuel. Anyway, my hours in this show is 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 an odd one, as as always. I have to I have to issue apologies, as I often do, and um, I I apologise profoundly to the Australian hours. I was supposed to last week mention where they're meeting up in the pub, but I was in such a bad mood I forgot. Yeah. So I do apologise. So where where were they meeting anyway? Just as a, <laughs> there's probably some bloke been uh, been wandering around the outback for the last week trying to find the find a boozer. But uh, wish it was Shawbright Phillips. Yeah, um, I, I apologise. And the other thing is that has anyone noticed? Has they, like, are we a natural football club? Sometimes I do wonder because <laughs> however things bad things get at QPR, our fan base gets funnier. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like as we went down through the leagues, the humour was brilliant. It was kind of like we 
we don't take ourselves seriously, which always makes you laugh because everyone, from being a club that was once loved and everyone's second team, that everyone in London would go and watch Rangers if nothing else was going because it was this team battling against the Lords, going out with buckets, fighting relegation, blah, blah, blah. I'm not playing for the bingo, by the way. Sorry, everyone. But then we got hated because we spent loads of money and then we, we went backwards. To this sort of thing that we, we don't actually take ourselves seriously, do we? Let's be honest. Our fans are friggin' amazing. I mean, to hear what they did on Saturday and the way they, they behaved is just brilliant, to be honest with you, because lots of other teams would be turning seats up and throwing them on the pitch and going absolutely mental and trying to get to the, the home fans. West Brom, Newcastle. Oh, yep. Our lot, just make a song up. And that's how we're going to end the show tonight. Always finish on a song. Always finish on a song. Anybody else got anything else to say that stop any... Thank you so much, by the way, that everyone who listened to this podcast, we hope you enjoyed it, and please don't reach for the razor blades. We're going to stay up, because we are going to stay up. The QPR podcast is a West 12 Media and Burble Media production. QPR... You be our two-part rangers are on the up and up.